Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Stuart Glasser, come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It's so funny because Joe's like looking everywhere else because he's like staring this intro like 15,000 times. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture twice a week, every Monday and Friday, we drop new shows, and we talk a lot about Warner Brothers and HBO Max on this upcoming show this weekend, and Bullet Train from Brad Pitt, so please check it out this weekend, the Pop Culture Cosmos. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, because guess what? Football is here. The exhibition season has started, so we'll be going heavy into some fantasy football right for you. And inside sports fantasy football, game source. Joe Soro is always looking around the great groups at LakersBall.com. Plus also as well, Laker Tom has a great new article on trying to go ahead and convince LeBron to sign an extension, which, you know, it's been productive so far right there for you at Lakerholics.com, plus Jamie Sweet has a great article on LeBron as well at Lakerholics.com, and it's five things column right there for you, so go ahead and check out today, Lakerholics.com, plus our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, because they do what they can for you with all their great NBA shows right there at HoopHeadsPod.com, including ours, and if you can go ahead and catch all that, plus... Plus, we want to thank so much all the brand new YouTube subscribers out there. We truly appreciate you being part of the Lakers Fast Break family. He's laughing again. It's only two minutes, my friend. You're already laughing. I can't believe it. But if you could do all that, it is some. (laughs) It's sincerely, from me anyways, it's sincerely appreciated. But we're back once again right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And we said we would be here on the day where the Lakers and LeBron James can start discussing options in regarding regarding to a contract extension. Which, according to Dave McMenamin, has been very productive as far as the productive contract talks are concerned. But nothing yet signed. Nothing yet agreed upon, 
And we don't even know where, what stages of this productivity we're at because the fact is, you know what? LeBron could be holding up. It could be providing some contentions. He could be asking for different things from Lakers. We don't know the full inside story. We were hoping it would be a done deal already and that the ink would be just drying right now on a brand new extension for LeBron James, but we haven't heard anything official as of yet. And here today to talk about LeBron's extensions. A good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today at LakersBall.com. Of course, everything that he does here at the LFB. It is Joe Soro. Joe, after smiling through my entire intro and laughing it up, you've only heard it 10,000 times, like I said. It is the LeBron extension. I mean, it looks like it's already been offered. Looks like they may be working out the kinks, but productive contract talks. When you hear that, it are you concerned at all that LeBron may be holding out or maybe deciding that he might have some better options in store for himself? My guess is going to do – I've, I've been hearing that he's going to do a one plus one, which is it seems to be the norm anyways. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing a two-year extension, he's going to do one extension and then maybe let the second one go through after he finds out what happens after the season. Mm-hmm. So we'll have him for 23, 24, and then if 24 goes well, maybe he'll do 25. At least that's what that sounds like. I I was laughing. I was laughing. I was was laughing because someone, (laughs) someone, uh, Mike G said, I hope Joe is not on. Uh, his political views or whatever he thinks, again, are his and his alone. But, I, you know, Joe and I are friends, despite the fact we disagree on a lot of different things, sometimes not as much as, as some of our, our listeners like, as we've you and I have discussed over off, the, off camera. But I do disagree with a lot with what you said in regards to LeBron off the court and some things of that nature. But I will go ahead and, and talk about LeBron off the court in regards to an impossible extension. I mean, when you hear that, does it give you pause for concern at all? Because it, it kind of does for me. I don't think it's a done, done deal as of yet. I, I think you might be looking into it too much. It's okay. It's yeah, it's it doesn't really matter. The only thing that matters right now is trying to get this team set for November or late October. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron can sign that thing, I'm assuming, anytime he wants. Uh, so He's playing in 2022-2023. We have to put something together here to make this season not what it was last season. The question is, is this going to be a title team right now? That's the question we all should be asking. The moves, yeah, will be the precursor to that. But we also have to see if those moves will create a title contender if they're not a title contender, then there's really nothing else to do. They're going to have to go into it. And I think that comment doesn't do much. The comment that I've, re- I've recently heard is the the Lakers have given or something has given Darvin Ham full autonomy to bench Russell Westbrook. Why the why would something like that come out? Would that be would that be a leak from the front office? 
if it is, it's more of an insult to Frank Vogel. It sounds like they didn't let Frank Vogel bench him when he probably wanted to. And that might have been where the rift was. It's it's a we're just it's, do, let me just say this. They're just doing Frank Vogel dirty. I mean Oh they I, did. That yeah. one was the worst one. That right there, that might be like even worse than what they did to him before they fired him. It's like they said, Oh well, you know what, you you gotta listen to us. And by the way, you're not commanding enough you're you're not commanding enough uh of a respect by your team. Well, how are you supposed to do that when you're apparently you're front office is not letting you make a call that you probably wanted to make. And that might've been an assumption before until we read until I read what, what, what Darvin Ham is going to be allowed to do that just, in my opinion, proves that they, they, they are a big part of what screwed all that up. Cause I had said after the all-star break, they should have benched Westbrook. They had no use for him at that point because they weren't playing well. They were not going to play well with him in there. Might as well just sit him down and stop having him be an influence on those who, I guess, wanted to play team ball a little bit more. It just again with Russell's performance, especially during this, you know, the half of the season where he started to really, it started to really go south. And the fact is, you know, you heard the Staples crowd starting to boo him because he was making poor choices out there on the court. People were really getting on this case. And that was bad for him and also as well the Lakers. I, I just think it was a point where, you know, I, I'm now fully with you and Laker Tom that does not want Russell Westbrook on the team when it comes to the start of the season. If if he's, if his contract is on this, uh, you know, as far as the $47 million, they can't trade it, then, okay, that's fine. Go ahead, uh, you know, tell him to do, uh, you know, similar what John Wall and the Rockets did. Just go ahead, relax maybe work out, you know, we'll work on something for you. Hopefully we can trade you for it and that you'll maybe get bought out and get a better opportunity somewhere else. But it just does not seem like it's going to work out long-term at all with Russell Westbrook and the Los Angeles Lakers. That was apparent during his exit interview. Yeah. That was the final, I mean, it was always there, but that one was the sealer. That was the lick the envelope, make it tight flip it, put the stamp on, send it in the mail. Brooklyn and, and the Lakers have been pretty, well, there's been word that Brooklyn's been leaking stuff. But I, mean, I hear ter- the latest today that Kyrie Irving has suddenly magically thought of the Lakers as his place to go, and he's going to go there regardless if he gets traded there or goes there as a free agent next year. That's via the athletic. So, sounds like Paul George part two. Mm-hmm. We assume that, and and rightfully so. He was from Inglewood, you know. He, you know, that was uh, like me. I'm from Inglewood as well. You know, I think right there, you think it's right the hometown Lakers. He thought, well, actually, now if you're born in Inglewood today, the Clippers are closer to where you're at than the Lakers are by a couple, you know, few blocks. But you know, need I digress? Uh, Inglewood will never. Don't be picking a. Don't pick on Inglewood. Don't Inglewood will always be Laker country. I don't care how many Clipper people go over there. This is this is kind of like the. uh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Look, this is this is this is the Lakers town. Come on, I know what Steve Ballmer was saying the other day. I don't care what Steve Ballmer does. I don't care who he is. This is Laker town. 
the, the LA, LA Lakers is LA. The LA Clippers are a division two team, a division NAIA team compared to the Lakers. Agreed. They have won nothing. I don't care how many times they beat us in the regular season. It means nothing when it matters. In this business of sports, in the business of anything, when can you do stuff that matters? That's well, when the, you become the big, relevant. The big numbers are 17 to zero, and I'll leave it at that. That's a big part of it. You can also say 34 and all in the finals. Okay. No, yeah, I think it's 35. I think it's 30 or 5, yeah. Yeah. Even all that, the stop living in the past and all that, you know, that's the, 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 the answer I'll get sometimes, not just with Lakers stuff, but just in general. Mm-hmm. I go, it, it, we won a title two years ago. What do you mean living in the past? Uh, we've won six titles in this deck in this uh, century or in the last 22 years. What, what, what is more relevant than six championships in 22 years and you, your last championship was two years ago? I'm not talking about the New York Knicks who haven't won diddly-poo in 50 years. I'm talking about the LA Lakers here. And if you're not winning something that matters, then uh, you, you, your, your argument doesn't matter. The the LeBron Westbrook thing is is going to play off each other. If we trade Westbrook for a player or players that's going to give the Lakers a shot at winning a championship, there's a very high probability that LeBron makes a commitment beyond 2024. If he stays healthy the way he has, if he be, truly is the Tom Brady of the NBA, then we're, we're not we're, we're going to have a guy that's going to be there and that's going to compete. Granted, he's only going to really compete on one half of the floor, but that's what Brady does too, right? In the NFL, he only plays one side of the game, yeah. so it's going to be important that again, it's important that whomever the Lakers do bring in, they're able to bring in players that can complement team basketball, team defense, maybe even have an ability to have a player that will somewhat rest LeBron during the year. Well, that's one thing. Well, that's one thing I wanted to ask you because of these productive contract talks that are continuing. I want to know that could LeBron be hedging his bets? Could he be saying, okay, I don't want to commit to an extension until you can provide me with a better team. I, I spoke to Laker Tom on a previous conversation in regards to this, and his thoughts were that he wasn't going to, he wasn't doing it to hold out for as far as any leverage is concerned. I, I still think that the longer this holds out, if it goes through the weekend, goes beyond, and he doesn't sign an extension, and it's just led to productive contract talks, I think, again, it provides more leverage for him in the case that, the Lakers must be expedient in making changes and additions to the roster that benefit him in the short term and will allow him to go ahead and maybe consider more strongly an extension than maybe what he's doing right now. And again, it's just all uh, you know speculation at this point. Everything's speculation. What's the common sense answer at this point? Well, I, if I was him, if I was his legal team, I would say, wait, what, it's there. The extension has been given or has been offered. 
why why go ahead and sign on now right now because of the fact that you don't have a team in place that's going to take you where you want to go yeah uh look where's he going to go after this is he going to go to another team that's championship worthy i that that's a big part of why i i don't he likes la i've never heard anything negative about la in ter- terms of him he's he's quite fond of the area he likes his kids there he likes what's going on i don't where else is where else would he go to win? I, I don't know where he would go to win. If he's just stat padding, then he can go anywhere. He can go back home, go back to Miami from the minimum, go go wherever his son is. Um, we're looking at this from a championship contending situation, and there's really nothing. I don't know where else he could go that would create that unless someone kind of guts their team for him. But I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening anywhere. They're not going to do that. Well, look who's here. He's showing up for the first time in a long time. Great to have him back. Kenneth Stone, showtime indeed. So what are your thoughts right there on LeBron's productive contract talks as it stands right now? Nothing signed as of yet. They're still talking, but do you see anything as far as a prolonged, uh, maybe a hesitancy by LeBron simply because of the fact that the roster may not be to the extent what he likes. Okay, first of all, first of all I'm going to shoot at a lot of points. But okay. first, I want to say, you know, I love you guys. It's been a while. And yes. uh, you guys' objectivity. First, Joe, what you said towards Bill Russell the other day, I commend you on that. That was like prime. It was very significant and concrete on what the – what you said towards him and you guys show towards uh, what you guys been doing. I have been listening. I've been kind of away and everything like that, but I've been listening. I've been tuned in. You guys still been doing great. And I love being back right now. I'm, I'm loving this energy right now. And I'm loving being back. And like, you guys are still stay concrete. I just want to say that first and foremost, you know? love having you back on the show. Yes, sir. I, there's, there's been a little bit of uh Bill Russell, I've done a few papers in my time. One was for the NFL. The other was Bill Russell. So I, I've, I've gone a little bit in depth on learning a little bit more about Bill Russell and his his career, not only in basketball, but outside basketball. So I, 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 I've, without meeting the guy, I've, I know, I knew a lot about him and, one of the one of the guys that definitely was legit, and and I, I say legit in that he lived his TV persona. He actually lived behind it. It's the, um, the longevity that he gained, and I don't want to add to it. I think what you guys said was brilliant. I think every point you guys made, and just the the you know the soliloquy that you guys gave, and your guys take on his career. Uh, on the court, off the court, him as a man. And, um, you know, these times, him as an African-American, him playing in Boston in those times, and uh, to give him the respect that you guys uh, gave. Uh, me listening when I hit the YouTube, uh, when I clicked it, and I listened to it, and I was like, you know, that was really profound, and it was very respectful. So I just wanted to say that first and foremost before I dive anything. Going to the Lakers, opposite Boston, I just want to give you guys, that was very respectful right there. Oh, absolutely. He deserved all the respect in the world. And 
I could see the day. I know the push now is to go ahead and retire the number six jersey across the league. I would have no problem with that. Absolutely would be a sign of respect to his greatness. Yeah. I think LeBron James would be be okay with that. Well, there's the, the, yeah, there's a, there's always been a discussion again with, it's very hard in the NBA with the, with the Mount Rushmore thing. The, the reason why you got to put Bill Russell on there is because he's kind of the Babe Ruth of the NBA. Uh, and had and had and and, you know we're all again we're all prisoners of the moment we're all comparing eras it's 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 really difficult to to compare it's difficult to compare eras when you you had only certain amount of resources at that time versus now it's just not you can't do that that's why the argument of greatest ever is such a hard argument there are way too many variables in there. And then, you know, in terms of Bill Russell, Bill Russell only lost one one title one. in his in, in, in his I believe he, actually no, it was against St. Louis in I believe 58. Lost to St. Louis in six in 1958. He had won he had won eleven. He's won eleven championships in the NBA, won two NCAA championships, and I believe he won two Olympics. He has never lost. He's lost one title game in his entire career, and he played in a lot. And he never lost a deciding game. He never lost in a deciding game. And me being a Laker fan, and initially when I was growing up, Wilt Chamberlain was – I didn't know the history when I first started getting into this, so it took me a while to kind of find out what was going on. And I, when I was doing my research and paperwork when I was in school – I was always a big sports fan, obviously, and and you know I did my papers on the NFL, did it on you know players of the NBA or Major League Baseball. So I found out a little bit more history about the Wilt Russell thing, and what ended up happening was as once you again took off the Laker goggles, you realized Wilt may have been the most devastating player at this time, but he he was missing. According to his record, where it mattered, he lost at Kansas. He lost six championships in his – no, I'm sorry, five. Five – he should have more than two. Let's just put it that way. He should have more than two titles for the amount of dominance he had. Um, he beat Russell once in 67, with which, you know, Philly's probably best team ever. So Bill Russell was the consummate team guy with the talent – with the clutch gene, with everything you would want. He coached those last two seasons that he won the title. I mean, come on. This is not, uh, this is not the norm. This is a, it's kind of like Otani in a, in a way. You, you've got this freak of nature who did everything and still came out, you know, winning in the end. So you have, to, you have to give props to that. And, you know, the guy lived 88 years, and I think it's important that we celebrate it. it this is this was a great life. He lived a great life. Uh, we have to. We and, have to. and 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 I, I I'm I'm not. I think they're going to retire that number. I, I think they they will. I think they're going to do it. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Kenneth, I know you had some more things to say. <laughs> obviously, the, the respect to Bill Russell, obviously that definitely comes first. But your thoughts on what's been going on? You have been on the show for a while, so I know you got some things stored up. So go oh, ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, go oh, ahead. Yeah. Let it out, my friend. Let it all out. Okay, you know, obviously RIP to uh, Bill Russell and minus that. If we were to change subjects and we get back to the Lakers, Showtime, Los Angeles, California, and everything, the trades, the rumors, LeBron, the extensions, the, the proceeding of what are they going to do in the future, and even the immediate future, because we got to lay all these things out right now. And I want to say right now, being a fan of this show, Following this show in the last, like, I would say for myself, personally, anybody that's viewing this right now, for the last, like, I think pretty much the whole last season and all the brutality that we endured and suffered and seeing this show, and we come to this point now, we got a lot to unfold here, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot to unfold. And we talk about trade rumors, LeBron, and extension, how much money. We got a Kendrick Nunn who is healthy now that's coming back he's still under contract we got Westbrook he's still opted in Kyrie trades we got all these things unfold and I've been listening to you guys I've been listening to you guys and it's been good stuff it's been definitely good stuff I don't know where to start give me a topic I don't know where to start because I'm fired up and I'm ready to go at Joe I need a topic and I just want to unleash I'm ready to unleash right now because there's a lot of hope in the Lakers right now obviously this is right now well, this is the first day for the Lakers. They are allowed to go ahead and offer LeBron an extension. There has been talks, according to Dave McMenamin from ESPN, it is, you know, they're actually having productive contract talks, quote unquote. I want to know exactly what does that mean? I mean, he hasn't signed pen to paper as of yet. And to me, as I say, as the person who thinks on the other side, as far as the glass half empty, as always, uh, Laker Tom will tell me. I always concerned that if the longer this plays out, 
the bigger message LeBron is trying to make in regards to where the team stands and if it has a chance to go ahead and succeed in his eyes. Do you think the same as I do? Do you think this is going to prolong itself out? Do you think this is actually going to be by the time the weekend's over, he's going to be and sign another, as Joe would say, a one plus one or a two? I would say another one plus one personally as well. Okay, 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 okay. A lot unfolds right there. Here's my take. Here's just my opinion, my take, my knowledge, and my perspective that I see outside looking in. I'm going to make this long story short here. When it comes to the Lakers, what they're trying to accomplish next season compared to last season, when it comes to LeBron right now, LeBron James, all-star, super, just great talent, and he is right now, he has an extension for $97 million, I think, in two years. I think $97 million. Um, So there's a lot to break down there. Are we talking about a LeBron that needs money? Well, right I now, argue, right I now- would argue right now, LeBron being a billionaire, we, some could argue he doesn't need the money. But, but right now, hold on, let me say this, Kenneth. Remember, right now, he's on a one plus one. So he can walk next summer if he chooses to. Right, right, right. So it's, I think that that date uh, is June 30th, next year, 2023, right? Yes. So so right now, accordingly, I think I, I, I look at it as the pros and cons. As, as Joe, like if LeBron takes an extension right now, if LeBron takes an extension right now, of course he can get the $97 million, he can get two years, and we know LeBron as being in L.A., his priorities and his goals. Like, looking outside of basketball, when it comes to this situation, LeBron James, when we look at the reality of his situation, we can argue that he doesn't necessarily need the money. I mean, any player, when we look at the optics of it, and, you know, they could take this extension, but LeBron doesn't need the money. What that money would go towards would be towards other players. Maybe... um to, you know, uh, the Lakers in front office explore free agency or ex- explore trade offers before the deadline come in 2022-23 before, was it February All-Star break? The the pros and cons of LeBron doing this, we're, I think essentially we're talking about leverage right now. How yes. much leverage LeBron has right now to if he were to opt out versus if he stayed with the Lakers. That's what we're really talking about. If LeBron, with this extension, if he were going to stay with the Lakers or if he's going to leave or would it benefit him more to with this contract, let it be leveraged to maybe the front office at, at like goes to find players or to make it better for LeBron. Or if he doesn't, what would that mean for the Lakers or LeBron? Like we know LeBron right now, he loves Hollywood. He loves LA. He has business there. We know the intangibles of what LeBron is bringing to the table when it comes to California, Los Angeles. But when it comes to basketball of the Los Angeles Lakers, we have a Westbrook that in his next year, I mean, the Lakers are looking at right now, if LeBron were to not extend his contract right now, he's essentially adding so much like, what is the cash space that we're talking about to the Los Angeles Lakers right now, which uh, we've seen uh, the history of players do that. Harden is doing that right now with Philadelphia. He's taking a pay cut, and they're they're adding pieces because of that. Obviously, uh, you know x amount of money that they're being able to add. So, what are we talking about here? Like LeBron, 
if we were to, Joe, if we really talk about this, what is more beneficial for the Lakers, for LeBron? As a Lakers fan, we can argue that, yes, we want Lakers, We as Lakers fans, we want LeBron to stay with the Lakers right now. Obviously. Obviously. Okay, but so- business-wise, business-wise, when it comes to that money that he's being offered, that could be used elsewhere as well. And he, we, let's mind you, people, he's still under contract, and he's still got a year left until June thirtieth. Till then, he's uh, he can only decide at any time. So then, what are we talking about? So, Joe, I'm asking you: Would it be more beneficial for the Lakers to extend this with LeBron's contract, or for LeBron to say humble himself? He's obviously not short of money. And to be like, you know, for the next year, until he does, he can actually – it could benefit the Lakers having the money that they would give LeBron if they were to spend it elsewhere. I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to say the money's important. And, then, and, it, and it'll make sense. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it on, for both sides. So, LeBron, if, if you came to me and said, all right, Joe, how's this going to play out? Don't Don't speculate. Just – Use the common sense thing. He's going to do the one plus one. He's going to get $47 million for the 23-24 season. The reason why he's going to do that is because he can't really go anywhere next year that's going to pay him that money. There isn't going to be a team out there that's going to drop one-third of their salary of their salary cap for an aging LeBron. The only teams with salary cap that could do that even close right now would be San Antonio and Oklahoma City. I don't see Oklahoma City doing that. I definitely don't see San Antonio doing that. So we know, I believe I know already, he's going to sign an extension. I'm sorry. You were talking about next year, not 2024, right? Because he's still under contract right now. Right. He's under contract, but he, he... he can I don't opt be- out. He can he's opt not, out. At the end I don't believe he's going to get the money he's going to get. Let's say he he extends both seasons. He's gonna get unless there's a trade. He's not gonna get that on the open market. So he's gonna sign those extensions. In my in my view, no matter what. And then if if he is to leave, it's gonna have to be through a trade. I just don't see a team in the summer of 2024 or summer of 2025 offering him. More money. Let me, than that. let me say this. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, oh, hold on, guys. Let me just say this. Not more money. Not more okay. money. Can it, can it start? Hold on, hold on a sec. Let me just say this. The TV contract, when they go ahead and sign a new TV contract, there will be a bump up. But when that starts, is up for speculation whether that would start in the summer of 24, 25, or 26. You would see a gradual bump up from there that would allow for some teams to go ahead and sign additional individuals that they may not under normal circumstances sign. But again, that's not up till what the, the new TV contract is signed. Again, that wouldn't be at till 2024 at the very earliest. So I just wanted to go ahead, Kenneth, and uh, before you interject with that, I just wanted to let you know. Very good point. Very, very good points. So Joe, my point, let's buckle down. We're talking about a LeBron James where we're, let's be honest, financially, He's probably not the most worried person in the world. So when we talk about financially basketball and we talk about this extension that is on his head, on his, in his, his, his near future right now, 
if you were LeBron, like, 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 okay, I will compare to this situation. When Michael Jordan was on the Wizards, he took $1 million at 38 years old, the same age as LeBron is right now, to help the front office of the Wizards just come together and try to make something. So when we talk about LeBron, who still has talent, who still is 25, 6, and 6, and at his age compared to the average of the league, um, we can argue that financially LeBron is not worried about dollars, right? You know, like, like let's be honest here. Like, okay, let's go with that. Real. And let's put go it with in the that. Context, like, so, when we, so like you said, talking about other teams, like we're not talking about Kevin Durant. He's having trouble being traded per him wanting to be traded from the Nets right now. But we're talking about LeBron James. You're not telling me that if LeBron James wanted to declare, if he wanted to be traded right now, that the whole open market would just flood and everybody would want LeBron. This is LeBron we're talking about. So, yes, split that 97-47. Yeah, he, another team probably wouldn't even, let alone if they didn't have that cap space. But say, even if they only offered him 20, 25, up to 30, that difference of a cut, according to his finances, we're talking about LeBron James here. We're not talking about a Kyrie. We're not talking about Steph Curry. LeBron James is upper echelon right now. He Last thing he's worried about is money. You know, so if you were to take that pay cut to the Lakers saying we don't we're, we're not we're unable to add these pieces around you, but he can take a pay cut to go somewhere else. And though it'd be a less amount of dollar amount, but he would have people around him. We know LeBron James. He wants great players around him. He would do that. You you believe. OK, let's 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 roll with that for a second. OK. So let's say he doesn't sign the extension and he says to the Lakers, all right, guys, I really want to have a chance at winning five and six, but we're going to need more guns, right? We're going to need more ammo, whatever. Is he wrong for that? Is he First, cut right there. Is he wrong for saying that? Not no, at all. Not. not at all. Not not as a fan. Hell, hell no. I'll tell you why. We're going to have set. Okay, let's just say LeBron doesn't sign the extension and Westbrook plays out his contract. He waits until right. 30th. Super so leverage. next year regardless of whatever happens, right? Next year, the Lakers have $77 million in cap space. So if LeBron comes back when the, the new league season starts, which is what creates that, right? And he goes, look, guys, I'm going to take the minimum. Go get me some guys. Now, here's the problem there. See, here's the problem there. The problem is there's really a, not a lot of players available next season. Like the next next summer's free agency is not really good. <laughs> In the era of the supermax contract, a lot of these players have signed supermax contracts, which now extends them beyond what be next year and even the next. So it'd be year a trade that, exception, maybe if somebody wants to bounce. Like if 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 uh, I don't know, Damon Lillard says, "Hey, Lillard, uh, Lillard says, guys, I want to go to L.A. and you know try to win a championship." I don't know. We have like it's one of the. I think from what I read, other than Kyrie, he's it's one of the worst free agent summers in terms of talent next year. So now you're kind of stuck. You're 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 in this. No 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 no. I want to I want to do this and I want to do that. But the problem is, there's not enough assets. There's not enough talent. It's like what what do you make the decision on? But in the end, I I don't think that's going to happen. I think LeBron wants his money. I believe in LeBron. I believe in the Lakers. And I know I'm going into this uh, 
half cup full, half cup empty. I believe in LeBron. Sounds like somebody we know. Greatness, even at the stage <laughs> of where he is at today. And let me speak this, and I'm telling you, I know I could sound absurd, outlandish, but I'm telling you, the man is bona fide and he's certified, and I'm telling you this. And this is where the point where it gets crucial. So say if LeBron does opt in to a two-year extension right now, 97, he gets his money, two years. So who's to say he's wrong if to say that he doesn't because save the option, Joe, right now, and then you have an Anthony Davis that is injury-prone and say going into this next, next coming season, he gets injured, say, November or maybe February. LeBron is already opted in. He's signed. He's got his money and everything. But in LeBron's world, he just opted in the contract, an extension where he's got a player alongside of him that has got injured, and he doesn't know the future of Los Angeles or in that situation. Well, let me so ask why you would this, that Kenneth. benefit LeBron? Well, so let me he ask you this, have leverage not doing it. Well, let me ask you this, Kenneth, real quick. If that happens and the season goes south and LeBron is once again – you know, manning a team that's that's not doing well because of an injuries or what have you. AD goes so, AD goes down in November. We're all oh, like, yeah. why did he do that then? Right. That, that, yeah. Let me, let me ask you this: He'll be on for another year, as far as a contract is concerned. Would you consider trading him for assets? I mean, I have to look everything realistically, and I know Le, you know LeBron fans specifically don't want me to say this, and I apologize for saying it, but you have to look everything on the table. You have to look on the table as far as your future assets. And the Lakers don't have much in the way of future assets. But if LeBron were to extend and you have him on for another year, so that would be two years of a contract. If something happens in the season goes south, you at least have to look at that option as far as trading him because he does become more attractive to another team. Okay, with first his, of all, with his, first, with his, well, hold on. You would have to get his blessing, and of course, Clutch's blessing, and of course. I think we're learning a lesson here, guys. Hold on a second, and then I'll let you go, Ken. We're learning a lesson here, guys, with this Kevin Durant thing. I don't know what the market would be for LeBron in terms of. Oh, it'd be North and North. Well, yeah, and, and in terms of, it's just like the reason why the Durant trade's taking so long is. You're going to have to gut your team to get them. Well, he's not That's a LeBron what, either. They're, they're if not, you do that, like, now you, are you winning? Moving so, land and ocean for like Kevin Durant where, they with LeBron. Here's, here's what's going to happen. If AD gets injured again, LeBron is probably going to have to come to the realization that he might not finish his twilight years winning championships. At that point, he's going to have to just wait for his son to come stat pad all, all his stuff to the point where no one can touch it and that'll be it that that's the reality of this but he's got a better chance winning in la than he does anywhere else in my book at this moment because he's because, LeBron. he has a chance winning in himself being an entity lebron being an entity alone ken, ken just look ken yes maybe i believe but not, not not maybe not now look i thought russell westbrook would work with LeBron because LeBron had a history of always working with every, everybody, right? It didn't happen. It's just okay. so now we're in that we're in that world we, where where something happened that had never happened in the first 19 seasons or 18 seasons at, 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 when LeBron has played. He's always been able to play with anybody, right? So this is the first. So we're father time. He's going to stretch it like Tom Brady, but it's still. <laughs> 
it's still, you know, there's going to be a lot of first-time things that are going to happen eventually before it's done. And looking at how the NBA is constructing itself right now, you can't pay a thirty-five, a 36 or 37-year-old $60 million and hope to win a championship. It's, it's going to be difficult. Well, you it, mentioned Damian Lillard on the back end of his contract will be earning $50 million as a 36, 37-year-old player. $50 million plus on the back end of his contract. Just putting that out there. I mean, when you sign these guys over 30 to those extensions, that's what you're going to be seeing here in the not too distant future. A thing that, that people don't talk about with the NBA and every, you know, I, I get caught up into it too. And I'm wondering why, like Bradley Beal, why would you do it? But the thing is, there's a, there's, there's something in the CBA that says a team has to spend a certain amount of money. That's part of the agreement. They have to spend, I think, 90% of their yeah, salary. What cap. you really want to spend it towards a player like, for instance, Bradley. They Bale have no Bale. choice. No one's going to Portland and no one's going to Washington. There's <laughs> so many things going on. It's like, what do you do? Okay, well, we might as well just keep what we have and at least have somebody being interested in going to the game and watching Damian Lillard or going to Washington and watching Bradley Bill play. These guys are kind of stuck. I think the system was supposed to be created in a way where it gave the player – uh, every chance to earn as much money as they can and and, and kind of control the team from not being, you know, not kind of going above themselves. But I think in a lot of ways, uh, this goes back to kind of maybe a little bit more of a capitalistic situation, kind of like the Major League Baseball system, is I think there's one league that shouldn't have had a salary cap the way they did, and it was the NBA. Why? Because you the value of one guy, I mean, just – if you ran the numbers, I haven't run the numbers. If you run the numbers from 03 to now, or let's say 03 from when LeBron was. I mean, like on, he got a $90 million contract with Nike okay. the first year in the draft. Even more than that, even more than that is that what was the Cleveland Cavaliers? Because I'm not going to go with the Lakers. Lakers are big. They're big no matter who's there. You can argue LeBron was the highest paid rookie of all time. If you look, if you look at the Cleveland, and I'm going to do this research and I'll talk about it in the next show. Because I just thought of it now that you guys are bringing it up. I would love to see the numbers from 03 to when LeBron was playing for Cleveland and how much value that team went up with him on it. And then you guys can then set the number from that. I'm going to guarantee you that guy made that organization at least a bill in the time he was there. And then you're only paying him in that time probably – Maybe 150 yeah, to 200 million of that. 30 maybe, I don't know. Yeah, so when you start looking at it from those numbers, you're like. Okay, 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 okay. Let me get it, in It starts to get, get complicated, please, sorry. Please, 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 okay. So, okay, we're talking about LeBron James right now at 38 years old, going to be 39 in December. In December, upcoming in a couple months, is going to be year 20 in the league as much as he's done phenomenally with his body, training, fitness, eating. Um, we're talking about, I don't know if you guys saw the Drew League or even LeBron, what he's posted on his social media. I would argue right now, Joe, like, and, and of course, people can say like, oh, Cavs fans, Lakers fans, and LeBron fans, they 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 say this every year. It's almost the the – intangible of 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 Tom Brady he's just that excellent every year but no I want to argue right now that seeing LeBron James right now according to what he's posting according to his fitness according to putting into his body at 38 years old 
looking at the scope and history of the league and ages of countless dominant great players at his age, we can't argue the sustainability, the longevity, how great he's been. And even still till now, Joe, have you seen him? Have you seen him the way he's getting off the off the ground, how he's dunking, how he's moving, how Looks he's stepping, good. how he's going through the legs, how he's dunking? And he's going into his 20th season at 38 years old right now. He's going and the opportunity that is at his door is a two-year extension. He's still under contract. The league is looking how it's looking. The last year, the Golden State Warriors won. They got out of the West. Before that, the the Bucks they won the East and they won the national. Uh, you know, they, they won the championship. And before that was LeBron. And look at history where we can argue. When has LeBron? And I don't know, minus anybody that's followed LeBron looking at the shop and seeing what he said on there. I you, Joe, like right now, LeBron, I think mentally, he's very, very healthy. Physically, he's very healthy. Um, his approach to the game in this following season, or not following, but this upcoming season is very healthy. As LeBron and himself, I just want to ask you, Joe, as far as what you've seen, I don't know what you've seen or what you've heard or what you've looked at concerning LeBron at this moment, but what is your state? What is your take on him right now? Because I have my opinion, but what he's looking like, what do you think he's looking like? Because he's looking. Come on, man. Talk to me, man. Talk to me, man. He's, he's looking, looking phenomenal. He's, he's looking good on offense, but he's he, he's not going to likely be effective as much as he was in the past okay, on defense. About the league right now. We don't play defense right now anyway, so we can argue that it might not be. The, they, the, they have to. There's no way. Uh, if AD, well, We saw Curry in, in the finals this past NBA finals. Curry didn't play a lot of defense either. We can argue uh, Draymond Green didn't play a lot of defense. Uh, uh, Clay Thompson didn't uh, play a lot of defense. So when we're talking about defense, we're talking about NBA right now. That's obviously well, I, I disagree with you on that, Ken. I think the Golden State Warriors during the course of the finals and of course the Wiggins playoffs, D. they did they did play a lot of defense. Yes, what? Wiggins was their key. Wiggins defense on what? Tatum. I could throw made... the statistics out at you, man. And I, mean, I would argue that the Celtics they lost more than the the the, the Golden State won. If we're going to talk about defense, how many Wiggins defense create a game? I mean, my there was gosh. no defense on either team. Wiggins defense on Tatum was, defense. was a serious oh, was a series changer. If he doesn't play as well as he did in that series against Tatum, it, Boston was up two one. They would have won that series. Okay, defense what level does of defense matter. are we talking about? We However, talking about here's nineties Dennis Rodman look, defense. LeBron, uh, LeBron, Hakeem Olajuwon defense. Like, what level of defense are we talking about? Air wise, enough but, enough to make him shoot. What was it? Thirty six percent from the from the field. That's pretty extensive when you're talking about the best player on their team. And we're talking Every, about a Celtics team that, like, my if if. If KD and we're talking about other, you know, different X factors had other teams gone right, the Celtics weren't even supposed to be in the finals. But minus defense, defense. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the actual statistics. They held the Celtics to 103 points per game on 43 percent shooting. That's and uh, since those final statistics, uh, it hasn't been that high in like and, and how many that low how many like, turnovers. It was like 17 to 18 turnovers a game they were forcing and, and, and Jason Tatum gave, like, most of the majority of those on the Celtics, right? 
Well, I, I'm just so that say, was a defense on the part of the Golden State Warriors. So you're saying it's all the Boston that did it to themselves. Boston, Boston wasn't supposed to be there, in my opinion. They weren't supposed to be there. Well, I mean, regardless of what their issue, but was they were, Miami, but they were just like we argue Boston, that Miami Boston, versus Lakers in the in the bubble, like Boston the absolutely, de- Boston absolutely deserved to be there, and whatever I mean, Yudoka it, did in December, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he brought everybody in and said sit your butt down and let's go this way. They changed from December and on, and they played. They would have won the championship had they played anyone other than Golden State. And the reason why Golden State won the championship is it's something that I've said repeatedly on this they show. They had the defensive player of the they year are, Boston had. They are Steph Curry, uh, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And Draymond Green had a miserable uh, finals. Hey, some from, could argue Clay Thompson. But they are work. a team. They are the the they Steph and Clay are the consummate team players, and it resonated in the entire team. And Steve Kerr was able to wrangle it in as good as as well as a coach could. Okay, so and, let me ask you: Was that Golden State Warriors team that just won the championship? Were they better than the team Golden State Warriors that beat LeBron in 2018 and in 2000? No, in 2015. No, no, no they weren't. No. Close. No, no, they weren't. They could have been beat. They could have been beat. The Boston Celtics lost that themselves. Anybody could have been beat that this last year. Anybody. But the thing is, in the end, the results in the pudding, and the result is well, we got a we were Boston up two one, and and then they completely choked in Game Four. Like that was there was ridiculous at home like that. There, there's always going to be a, 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 in some way a team choking something in in, in, a, in a big game like that. If you look at every the Laker, pressure on Tatum, we got him rocking the 24 wristband on his on his on his uh his his uh his arm representing Kobe. And like, come on, the the pressure. They, I, I don't even want to get into the Boston. I'm, I'm talking Lakers right now. All I'm talking about. Well, is I'm gonna I'm gonna show. I'm gonna answer your question. The, the question. The answer to your question is. I am not expecting a 38-year-old LeBron James to be 2012 James. However, no, however, no, however no. We, we, we need to construct the team to play off of his strengths. His strength is controlling the tempo, controlling the offense, doing what he does on offense, and then having your prime player, prime superstar in Anthony Davis – Picking up the slack where we are deficient in, which is what won the team the championship in 2020. Plus, you're hoping that the young additions that they got to the roster, you're hoping that, okay, maybe not they're not the most talented or they can shoot the three really well. At least if they can go out and be active on defense, you can create a situation where LeBron can go ahead and carry you on the offensive end. Yeah, like right now, we don't know if they're like, you know, I don't know right now at this moment how that transpires that they keep Pippen or they keep Shaq's son or Reeves and, and those type of players. But right now, as far as like, I think the Lakers right now, they still have Carmelo Anthony. They have a Kendrick Nunn that's under contract. No, I don't have Melo right now. Melo's not, Melo's a free agent. There's actually 10 players on the Lakers roster last year. That are certified. Okay. That that okay. are that are free agent right now that are looking for a job to tell you how right. how bad a job Palenka did last year. Melo, I think, will eventually find a job, but I think a lot of the other players will not. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So minus that, okay. We let's start at LeBron. The obvious pieces: Westbrook, uh, Anthony Davis, um, Kendrick Nunn. I'm, I'm not putting my. <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't know well, what well, Kendrick well, Nunn yet. He's I'm going to wait. 41% from the three-point line. I, I commented on this on Lakers ball today. Joe, 30, 41% for the oh, three. Oh, believe me, I, I I was excited about him last year. But let me, let me, let me, let me. No, he, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got a redeeming there, There's a lot. There's a chip somewhere, but I think it's in his bone bruise somewhere. I don't know what it is. Oh the thing is, oh I remember, I remember being excited about Kendrick Nunn. But there was this little chip in my head. And this is something I deal with every day in anything. And I'm thinking to myself, I watched Kendrick Nunn play in Miami. He was a stud. He was awesome. Why did, why did, why? I was like, why did Pat Riley just kind of let him go? And why is there's this, this constant mystery with this bone bruise? Is there something else going on? Like, I don't know. Something doesn't sound right with him. And it doesn't sound like there's really anything coming out right now about him. Like, and then, there's well, no, then, like, oh, he's playing. He hasn't even played five on five yet. So, but, I'm like, okay. go ahead. Well let's, get, let's, well, let's talk about as well Russell Westbrook. The Russell Westbrook saga, you actually firmly have him on the roster coming back next season. But there's a big question on whether or not he actually stays on the roster, if he's going to be sent, sent home and staying at home, or if he's going to be traded. That's a big question. A lot of fans, a lot of, in, you know, there's a lot of speculation going on. I firmly believe that the, the situation is not exactly the greatest between LeBron and AD and Russ. Uh, I think that that's something you have to consider as well. The tension, there's tension there. <laughs> yeah, definitely is. Professionalism, we got to keep the professionalism in there. I want to make one point on that note. Please, can I make this? And I'll keep it short. I'll keep it short. Concerning Westbrook, and I'll make this analogy to the to the anybody's listening right now joe i'm just saying analogy wise when we drive somewhere the first time we don't know where we're going we don't know landmarks or anything like that but we can honestly say that when we go somewhere the second time we've got landmarks when it comes to the second chance of life and i've been saying this since the last year but i'm just saying comparatively this year when it comes to knowledge alone you know in a second situation the more what you got to learn we know going into the first season, Westbrook, it was a trial. He's back home, the uproar. We get that. It failed and everything. But as a second season, Westbrook, when he knows what's going ahead of him, free agent after this, uh, what this means for his career, when it comes to another team, how much he has the pressure that it comes to level on the Lakers to show out as an athlete alone, his own individual self. I'm only asking you, as a second chance, we can only expect and even have high hopes that, you know, he turns us around. He knows more what to do this year. I'm not talking about if he has the opportunity to, if he's in sticky situation where he can't. But just going in, I'm asking you, Joe, how positive are you going into this next season with Westbrook, what does he have to offer, that he has to learn from last season, if he will or not? And if he does, what does that mean to the Lakers for you if he turns it around, if he can I have as much confidence as his jersey number. <laughs> I, I, and, I'm and sorry, you know, Ken. I laid Ken, that out. I laid Ken, it out like a, a bowling. He, he might. He might. He might have an epiphany in ten years, like Shaq did with Kobe and Shaq. You know, Shaq every Look, I'm, five. I'm just saying, Joe. Like if you burn I, a piece no, in the oven and no, you burned it at four fifty, you know that next time you have to and, turn and it down maybe three hundred. You don't get better, Kenneth. You don't get better. You don't get better at making layups the older you get. You don't get better at shooting. I mean, you do sometimes, but not Russell Westbrook. 
Kenneth, Russell Westbrook goes down. He's been going down more Ken, and more. Kenneth Stone. His I'm mental just, capacity does not care about so, team so basketball. So he stepped on a nail, and you're telling me he's going to step on it again. Kenneth, he saw, he knows where the nail is. Kenneth, I can tell you, Westbrook, it's in the corner. Right Ken, there, he's going to step on it again. Kenneth, there's no – it's human nature alone. You're not giving him no chance here. Kenneth, from a zero to one to ten, Westbrook, he's just no cause right now. Not even one, zero. Kenneth, he's one I'm of just, the greatest athletes in the game. Kenneth, but he can't win championships. Kenneth, all right, guys, let me just say this. Kenneth, uh, I'm going to say this. I look at things from an analytical point of view. I look at as far as in the raw statistics. I look at also as far as, you know, the eye test. What do my eyes tell me? Since his MVP season, his numbers, as far as his efficiency, and the fact is he's he's the worst, one of the worst statistical all-time worst three-point shooters ever in the league. Ever in the league. You cannot dispute that. And the fact is... Well, I can't not, dispute that he has a better shooting percentage when he joined the Lakers than he had when he, had when he was with the Wizards. Uh, shooting percentage, his shooting percentages went up when he joined the Lakers, and his turnover turnovers I mean, went down as far as them being way higher before he previously joined the Lakers. We remember he was sharing the ball with LeBron, so he was, he was okay. sharing the look. Look, when he joined the Lakers, his shot percentage went up and his turnover rate went down. So, meaning before he joined the Lakers, his turnover rate was way higher and his shot percentage was way lower. I so he still made an improvement by joining the Lakers. Uh, again, right now, for he is just not a fit for the, the only he's result. He's not efficient, and he can't shoot well from the outside. It's just okay, that okay. simple. So, so take out last season, outer minds. Lakers, if they were to take Westbrook, okay, Lace, the Westbrook is going to be with Lakers this upcoming season. So I'm just saying, minus it's looking more, more like it. I'm saying, I hope alone. His contract, please at least help me. Be. I'm a Lakers fan. Please help me. That's what I'm saying, Westbrook. Going into a situation where he has more to learn from last year than coming into the Lakers based on the first year. Forget the whole UCLA, I'm going back home. Forget all of that. He's going to his second season with the Lakers. He has a lot to learn from. He has a lot to acknowledge. He has a lot to dive into. He has a lot to take advice from his own game. Now, I, I admit, I understand if you say he's not going to do any of that. But, but based on professionalism alone, his contract, his, his future and longevity in the NBA, he has a lot riding on the season more than last year. It was a trial and error. So that on alone, you guys are telling me, is still 0% jersey number. Like Joe said, he's still going to prove the same thing right now. Well, okay, I will say this. Nobody works harder. Nobody's more determined than Russell Westbrook. You've seen his determination. He's With the LeBron has leverage right now. Le- yeah. Westbrook, he's got he – but- I'm, I'm going up. off. I'm going off the current tensions that are not so secret abound right now in Lakerlands when it comes to Russell Westbrook's intentions. Obviously, the change in agents. Uh, you know uh, the the tensions that have been reported between him and LeBron. The the summer league game. You can you can draw this whole saga and drama out, but also the fact again, last year was not a good year for him at all. With with Staples Center booing him on on many occasions. Well, going into next year, we can say a lot about last year, but I'm saying this year. So what Westbrook needs to be this year, if he does this and he can, like, say his Lakers go on a stretch for three games, wins, three game wins, they don't need Westbrook to just show out all the time. If he plays his role for three game wins, that's the question. Help the Lakers win. 
does Westbrook long. have the mindset to go ahead and change his role to something different? He's been very stubborn as far as what he wants to do as far as himself and his career going forward. He is already a first ballot Hall of Famer. No already. one should ever, no one already. should ever dispute. He's great. And that's why I'm expecting so much. Joe, but I the get, problem is now he is he has become a very inefficient, very poor shooting, uh, high prone to turnover type player. If you base off the of at least especially last year, again he, he's someone that LeBron at this point it looks like from all appearances that it's going to take a lot to mend those fences, and I'm not sure that they can be mended. And I think that at this point in time you have to look at trying to go ahead and take care of. If you have to choose, if this you're Rob so Lincoln, you have to choose. This is, so, this is so hard on Westbrook. Okay, I'll give you. Guys I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Let's see. I don't like the insulting. I don't like downing his game. Dude, he's, like this, uh, we're only talking about basketball. I, 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 we're not yeah, talking about yeah, NBA. We're not Joe, talking about the individual. Joe, just one point, real quick. I'll give you guys the benefit of the doubt. How many this is Joe, not about the individual. You give this, Westbrook before. Is it one? He's a great game, family man. He's before he completely shows signs of last season. For before you say like he's done, you're completely out of him. Or say five games, he shows you good signs. Or thing five is, games, he shows you completely the same signs as last season. How many games will you throw in the towel? But the thing is, you can't. Even if you give it ten games or twenty games, if it goes off the rails again, he even becomes harder and more difficult to trade as far as his contract is concerned. And that's the problem right now facing the Lakers. Nobody wants his contract at this point in time. Nobody wants to trade for him. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, I'm riding for him, obviously. I'm I trying. know you are, and you're a big supporter, and you should be congratulated for that. I'm I do trying. not like the fact that I have to go ahead and, and, and say, I, I don't want to be that. But realistically, how many games do you give him, Joe? Did, with 10 games in, he's still turnover rate. He's But ten, say 10 games – he shows you a Westbrook signs of OKC. Are you going to give up on him in game 20? No, I don't want to. I'm not even going to take the chance. If they keep <laughs> if they keep Westbrook, I would send him home before the season starts or buy him out. Maybe he collects 45 million of that deal. They save 2 million. I don't know what, but I don't want Westbrook anywhere near Kenneth, this young team. And Kenneth, LeBron and AD. If Kenneth, if you if they go to the training camp together and you start feeling the tension right away, that's a problem right there. That's you can't risk that because it'll it'll completely direct. You'll you're going to be off right out of the gate. You don't want to risk that. I you have to you have to go into this season if it happens to be this team. There's no changes. You have to go into this next season focused on making sure LeBron and AD are like this because you still have two superstars that are playing on your team. It's not like we're the Orlando magic. You need those two guys to be focused and playing and the young guys working off a team oriented LeBron and an AD that plays both sides of the court. And he doesn't ever cause problems. Joe, are you, you have to have right that. Now- Joe, are you saying right now that assuming a, a healthy AD and a healthy LeBron all season and they average both 25 and say 6 and 6, obviously the difference between the two will fluctuate, but they stay healthy and they produce phenomenally that even a bad Westbrook can even derail that? The thing is, when I look at the record from the previous season, 2021, okay, LeBron and AD missed more time that season, and we won nine more games. 
when they, they played more games this last year and were nine games worse. So it, it, the, the guy is a chemistry destroyer because he doesn't take any accountability when he does make a mistake and the whole world knows and he knows he made a mistake. He still didn't take any accountability with the Frank Vogel thing. He didn't take any accountability of the fact that he couldn't make open layups. The guy, had, there was a statistic, I think, Gerald, did you show it to me or did I read that somewhere? Probably where he, somewhere. He's like the worst, he had the worst layup percentage according to all this analytical stuff yeah. and ever, like ever. And yeah. look, man, I know what I watched. I know <laughs> what I watched. And I thought this was going to work. And I thought it was going to work because he is a ball handling mighty mouse. And I thought, man, this, there's one, and he's always available. I'm like, dude, LeBron is going to play 30 minutes a game. He's never going to have to worry about playing because the second he gets out after the five minute mark, they're going to say, Russell, go ahead, go do your thing until LeBron gets back in. And you'd be getting that kind of constant jab, jab, hook, hook, right, left. Instead, we got a guy who, again, couldn't do the basic fundamentals. He wouldn't close out on double teams. He wouldn't really – his screen and roll was terrible. I mean, the guy didn't play a lick of basketball. We haven't even mentioned the fact, statistically, he's one of the worst defensive players out there last year. That's all the players he is. Ken, that that play. I'll tell you when it – Defensive guards. I'll tell you right now, but that Reggie Jackson – Closeout was it. That was where I like. I I almost just went like this on everything. You have a rookie who closed off the side. He's that, that's standard fundamentals. He closed. He closed any chance of Reggie to get around him to get to the basket. And then here comes all. All Russell had to do was this, and 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 just merge with with Reeves. And Reggie Jackson has no opening to the basket, and he didn't do that. He went the opposite way, and I'm like, what are you doing? Boom, split the double team, made the layup, done. We lost We lost the freaking Clippers again. And that was it for me. That was it. I was like, you know what, dude, if you're not going to care, then I'm not going to care either. Well, and I, I will just say you, the Russell Westbrook issue is a hot-button issue, and I appreciate Kenneth Stone for coming on. Uh, you know, the, one of the biggest supporters of, the, of, of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, brutal. Kind of brutal. I just, I just see it again. I see it analytically, and you know, you see that the way teams play Russell Westbrook, I see it. They want him to shoot. They're begging him to shoot. I'm looking at the whole 360. They're begging him to shoot when he's out there. That's that's the problem. You cannot have players out there that are that problematic on both. But we can't. But we can't sit here and act like we're comparing a Westbrook season to where he Westbrook had a season with the Lakers all the way healthy. So if he has, at least from basketball terminology, if Westbrook goes into this new season with a healthier Lakers team than last year, you guys are still saying it's just it's not going to matter. How? I, I, I think the Lakers will be marginally improved. But then again, you don't have yeah, – I'm hoping first, if we get 70 games from both LeBron and AD, I will be ecstatic. That will be and, awesome. And then, and then you're telling me that if that happens, that – a healthy LeBron and AD will not be enough to pick up Westbrook as bad as he can be if we're going to assume that he'd be bad. Well, the Lakers will be marginally improved, but you got to remember the Western Conference is also tough, but they also need shooters around them. When Le- LeBron and AD need shooters around them, and when you've got 30% three-point shooters in Austin Reeves and Russell Westbrook, 
If I'm an opposing coach, THT, hey, hey, this is on record. If hey, Kenneth, the how old are you? Kenneth, how old are you? Right you, you do you remember positivity into this new season? Kenneth, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Okay, okay, check this out. How old are you? I am. I'm 33. Okay, so Scotty Pippen. That's cool. Okay, so if you had watched. Rodman against the Miami Heat back in the 90s when Jordan was destroying everybody. When right? Rodman was on the Sixers. You, okay, Rodman used to get under Morning's skin like like no other. Like, Morning could not focus. He would just get into his head, and he would never it, – it, it was every game. It was okay. so bad that Rodman, even at a, in, 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 a, in an interview after the game, he's like, it's so for easy. Defensive player of the year. Like, it didn't he, matter. Like, it didn't matter. Once you suck. Like two, one, three years in a row. Once you so I know you, my you, little bit of my history here. What, good, good. I'm just, I, I don't, I mean, if you're 33, that I means. I mean, Rodman was a beast when he was on the, before he got traded to the Bulls. You you were in high school when, when that, those games were going on. Right, so you right, probably right. do remember. I good. was watching it at, at good. middle school. So, yeah. so for me, as a tactician and, and, and the things that I do, I'm going to find out what your weakness is. In, in business, you find out what your competitor's weakness is. So let's say in my situation, I'm very good at communication. I can, I, I'm, I'm good at answering calls right away. I'm good at answering text messages, messages, whatever. And I know that the industry I'm in are not good at that. I'm also good at timelines. And I know my industry is not. So now if I'm a coach, I know exactly what his triggers are. And it doesn't get better as you get older. He's getting older. He's losing his, he's going to continue to lose his athleticism. And all you're going to do is going to say, look, we already know what Russell Westbrook, I know if I was a player, geez, I would be all up in his face. I'd be going, you ain't going to make that shot. You can't even make 25% of your shots. And he'll get, you know, flustered and miss it. That's, we don't need those guys. We need guys that can be mentally tough, take accountability, and make a freaking open layup. How about I think this is going to be the most exciting. I think every the roar. This is I would argue this has probably been the most exciting off season in NBA history. I think. Uh, and it's been yeah, the opposite I know I'm for me. Years old. I, I was I was growing up in the air, and I, I did my research and everything like that. So I don't want to seem too like objective when it comes to the Lakers and the positivity and everything like that. But um, I think when it comes to Laker basketball, and obviously we got a LeBron James, we got to talk about playoff or bust. Uh, even if it's not championship or NBA finals or Western conference or Eastern conference, when we talk about the player of the LeBron is, we're obviously talking about uh winning season above, at least at the basics. We're, when we talk about LeBron, we're talking about a winning season at 500 or better. And when we come to the pieces of the Lakers, we're talking about a winning season. And I would argue that we're going into a more positive season this year than last year. We saw the brutality that happened last year, week in and week out of that. It was brutalizing. But now that it's over, chalk it up. Now we're going to this year. We're, we have a, I would argue we have a more healthier Lakers team than we had last year. I think at the end of my combo, my point that I'm trying to make with LeBron being healthier, the Lakers being healthier, more people being healthier, mistakes being learned, when we go off of history and and just to, for the sake of competitiveness and learning and knowing what your weaknesses are, like you said, and strengths and what it takes to improve as a competitor, that I, I would argue that this season, going into this next season, will be better than last season. Do I know that for sure? No. But going into it, I have a little bit more hope 
now that that's over going into this new season? I can guarantee you, and I'll put it right now on that August 4, 2022, at 6.51 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will guarantee you if that guy is not on the team opening night, meaning he's not playing for the rest of the season, I will guarantee the season will be better than last year. That's just by subtracting that. Well, there you so go. if the Lakers win the first game with Westbrook on the floor, Joe, I need to hear from you. Don't hide. Don't first hide game's nowhere. not enough. Ken, the Lakers actually didn't play that bad the first few weeks. Okay, it we'll, wasn't until we'll, they started blowing hey. they started blowing those twenty point leads against Oklahoma City. Where the thing is with Westbrook, it's not about the immediate issue. It's it's the unraveling. It's the, a collective. It's a collective. We're, we're talking about team basketball here. If the, if, and that's something Westbrook, Westbrook has 20, no idea what it is. If the if Westbrook goes for a positive twenty points in their first win, the first game, and I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't be lie, I wouldn't be shocked that the NBA puts the Lakers towards the Warriors or the Nets or the Bucks. It's gonna be a hard opponent, right? We can assume. Or maybe the Clippers. This Western Conference this year is loaded, loaded. As with far as the Lakers' teams. first game, I would probably guess it's probably be the Warriors, right? I would. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I don't know if the Lakers the, deserve it on, on their ring night. Yeah, but in the Warriors, it'd probably uh, be on the road. So, oh, that right ring night. So, I would not be shocked that. But if the Westbrook gives you twenty with the Lakers win, Joe, I'm gonna need to see you, bro. I'm gonna need to see you on that. One game is not enough, Ken. <laughs> it's not Kenny. enough. Bro. <laughs> I don't trust that guy, man. I trusted him once. Enough. We got no. let down. He he right, he bro. needs to go. And, and right. that's 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 okay, the okay, end game okay. on that. Uh, the All right, guys. I'm well, going on. The, I'm going on. The, I'm going on a string here. Okay. I'm going on a well, string. It's been called out, but Kenneth Stone just been tremendous. If the Lakers win a championship with Russell Westbrook next year, yeah, I'm gonna leave me when I say this. I'm gonna need you all. I want to hear this. I would be the happiest no, man on the planet. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this, G. You you no, make the decision. You're the moderator. You're the moderator. You tell me what you would want me to do if that were to happen, and I'll do I'll, it. I'll think of something devious by just Sunday. nothing. Uh, you, gotta, you know, gotta be something real good. Nothing moderator. kinky. Got to be something real good. No kink. Real good. No kinky I'll, stuff. No. <laughs> I'll talk about it, Kenneth Stone. We'll talk. Yeah. Off, we'll talk. I'll, I'll send you a DM to Kenneth. We'll we'll devise something fair for Joe on that. How about you gotta that? wear you Westbrook, go. Westbrook? Okay. And I hope it happens. Believe me. I, I I would I would not mind embarrassing myself for a championship. So please, again, no nothing kinky. Please, I don't do that stuff. Just okay. anything but that. Okay, That's fair it. enough. Kenneth and I will come come up with something devious. That's not kinky for for the next episode. In case yeah, nothing, the nothing like that. You know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. With Russell Westbrook, uh, are you meaning him or his contract? Now, what if his contract's still on there and they win the, win a? Yeah. I don't care how, as long as he's playing on the team and he wins. All right, he's got to play. Okay, you purposely <laughs> by playing. I was going to go as far as an out. No, I'm talking about Russell winning. Westbrook being on the team and okay, playing and winning enough, with okay. them. Fair enough, fair enough. That's that's basically what the team is right now. It's right, going down. Enough. It's going down. Fair Let's enough, go, fair baby. enough indeed. Kenneth Stone, Joe Sorrow, great to have you here. Catch Joe Sorrow always at LakersBall.com. Everybody in the chat room, CJ, Blue Magic, Richard, you've been great. All of you guys have been great. Petting my cat, always great. He's a great watcher. Cannot thank you <laughs> enough as name. always. Lakers 84, you've been great. Kenneth Stone, just tremendous as always having on. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Uh, thank you. 
and again, we're still trying to figure out what the productive contract talks are all about when it concerns LeBron. Will he go ahead and commit to something even longer already than he has with the Lakers? We'll find out in the coming days and weeks, hopefully. In fact, we'll be back on Sunday to go ahead and update you on that productive contract talks coming up on Sunday, what that means. Hopefully, we'll be able to get some more ideas from, from our guest crew that are, that's all around. But if you have any questions for us, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Facebook. That's where Kenneth Stone found us, right there by liking our page at Facebook, Lakers Fast Break. We're on Twitch as well. And, of course, please subscribe today right below me. Go ahead and subscribe today. We appreciate all the new subscribers we got in the past week. We cannot thank you enough for supporting us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But we'll be back on Sunday with another group chat on tap for you. Hopefully I can get Jamie, Laker Tom, maybe even John coming in, maybe even L Rob. And I'm, I'm going to get the whole crew if I can to go ahead and talk about the LeBron thing because it, the more days LeBron doesn't sign the extension, the more nervous I get. And I'll just leave it at that. But guys, it's been great having you both here. Cannot thank you enough for being a part of what we do right here at the Lakers Fast Break.